We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. You might have heard me already say that in the background. <laughs> it's because I have the wrong mic. Terrell threw me off. Had. Past tense. Yes, yes. In any case, we're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Now we have a three-man show as uh, we invite Nick into the room. Austin already with me. And, of course, I am Bach. Uh, once again, Rico out. He is in Las Vegas, hopefully having some fun covering the UFC and NBA Summer League out there with DP and Strick as well. Uh, but I want to talk a little Husker football because it kind of dawned on me yesterday um, and, and and this is not going to be necessarily the most uplifting conversation, but I do want, I did want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Um, throughout the struggles that Nebraska's had over the last several years, I remember it kind of you know a, a statement that Steve Sipple made at one point. I think this was during Mike Riley's last year. Was basically this was the the lowest that he had seen Nebraska football. Um, you know, and, and, and now you can kind of see through the Scott Frost years. It might have gone lower. Maybe Mike Riley was the worst, whatever you want to kind of think there. And it kind of was shocking. It was like, oh, really? Is this, is, this is as bad as it's been. And now I don't think that's shocking. I think that's kind of like everybody can acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is bad. And that's what leads me to this. And it's not a reflection of Matt Rule other than what he brings with his resume, which is kind of struggling in year one as he rebuilds programs. But I want to ask you guys this. Does this team, even compared to the Frost and Riley teams, which, again, you know, historically low for Nebraska, does this team have the lowest floor of any team that you think going into a season for Nebraska football? Because, like, I, I think I was, su- like, surprised by the 3-9 and nine result, which, of course, was the lowest result. I don't know if I would be surprised, at least shocked, and I don't want to say this is a negative because I, I don't know. You know, they could do really well this year, and, and that's going to be part of it. But I don't think I'd be shocked if they had a low seat. You know, like the surprise wouldn't be there if they won three games again. You I know, think you're year. onto something, but I also think it's fair to discount that first year of Riley because you lose your opening game by five on a Hail Mary, mm-hmm. last play of the game. You lose on the road at to Miami. To quarterback, nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, at Miami by a field goal. Yeah, is was, all. That the, was that the the double overtime one? Because uh, was, probably wasn't it like thirty eight to thirty five? Yeah, thirty six, thirty three. Okay, yeah. thirty six. You, you go to Illinois on a you know weird Saturday night. You lose by one point just because of the flip forward. If you tuck oh, the ball down, time runs out and you win. You you uh, have Andy Janovich run for that touchdown to put you up twenty one twenty against Wisconsin. Gaglione, and you can't get one is. first down to seal it. Uh, you lose by two points against Northwestern. Um, then you have the, the Riker Fife shootout game against Purdue. That's right. Um, and then your last loss of the season. Awful Purdue, by the way. Right. Really bad Awful Purdue. quarterback. Yes. Well, it was like Daryl Hazel's second Big Ten victory in like five Man, years. Yeah, people forget about Daryl Hazel. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, well that's a guy that happened to the Big Ten. Yeah, as well yeah. they should. And, and then the last loss of the season was by eight points hosting number three Iowa. So that team, yeah, I, that I was, mean... That was the undefeated Iowa team, that's right. Yeah, so that team, Mike Riley's year, I am honestly willing to give a pass for just being snake-bitten. Obviously, if they're a little more talented, they win some more games. But that first year of Scott Frost, that team, I mean, going the way it did, I mean, they end up 4-8 and eight overall. Um, you know, lose similarly to Colorado. Uh, Montez just drops it in the bucket to Chenault. Same 33-28 score. Um, Adrian's out against Troy. You'll lose by five. You go to Michigan. That's tough. And then you get blitzed by Purdue. Your defense doesn't stop anyone. Wisconsin runs all over you. And then you should have beat Northwestern. Yeah. Even though 
they're better than you. You should have beat Northwestern. You lose that one by a field goal. So to me, I don't think there's much of a comparison to be drawn with that Mike Riley team. I think you're closer to that first year, Scott Frost. You you also had this weird situation with Mike Riley where they brought in Tanner Lee and like everybody freaked out about Tanner Lee being like this pro this this prototypical pro style passer yeah. mm-hmm. and how that was going to fit perfectly with Danny Langsdorf's, Langsdorf's offense and Mike Riley and they had the running backs for it. And then Tanner Lee just did nothing for you. Not a like thing. Tanner Lee, you saw. He threw a pick six on a screen pass. Yeah, you saw <laughs> how a pick bad six it was. Machine. It was so bad because like, and I think it made, what made things even worse is because Nebraska was coming out of the Taylor Martinez Tommy Armstrong mm-hmm. era where you had a mobile quarterback back there. And although, I mean, Taylor Martinez's foot footwork was so bad. Um, and, and sometimes Tommy Armstrong made some bad decisions and tried to heave one downfield when he shouldn't have YOLO. You saw, <laughs> you saw at times how valuable it was to just have a quarterback that could move. Well, they mm. moved the ball down the field. And so then, yeah, exactly. And so then you have, you bring in Tanner Lee, who may be the most immobile quarterback in Husker football's last 15, <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. And right up you, there with Zach Taylor, but yeah, Zach Taylor could sling Exactly, it. but you're sitting right. there going, man, this guy, he, he's just not the answer. We had Chris Mortensen on these airwaves tell us that Tanner Lee going into that year part of the hype uh, was that he thought that he could be a first round quarterback which is just unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> which, that, 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 that explains the hype right there yeah <laughs> because like, so what, what's crazy is you you look up like Tulane he's so the only quarterback to be drafted by Nebraska as a quarterback and that's since I don't know how long once again do, do we know the team Austin trivia question who drafted Tanner Lee Tanner Lee was drafted by the Jaguars nice work yeah. nice work um, I want to find Tanner Lee's two lane statistics. Okay, well you do that. Let, let me go back is. and okay, you got it. So I already found him. Two lane, <laughs> too fast. <laughs> he was he completed fifty four percent of his passes mm-hmm. at two lane for twenty three touchdowns and twenty one interceptions. Yeah. As crazy as it is, at Nebraska in twenty seventeen, he completed fifty eight percent of his passes. Step up. For almost 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 16 picks. But going into this, and obviously hindsight's... A lot of that was in hindsight's junk time. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you were yep. blown out. Oh, yeah, you were... You were, you were <laughs> and then him and J.D. Spielman field. would put on a show. show. <laughs> yeah, you, were, you were heaving it down the field. Yeah. But what's crazy is, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. But here we're sitting there before the beginning of the year, and you just said it. Yeah, he was a first round pick projection, <laughs> and and then it was like, oh, Tanner Lee's throwing to whoever was it was it is it Tyreek Hill or Devontae? Who's the no? He's working out with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that's yeah. who it is. Tanner yeah. Lee's yeah. working out with Ezekiel Elliott, and you just we like we forgot about Tanner Lee for about five years, and then just like this NFL video surfaces of Ezekiel Elliott putting in work with none other than Tanner, Tanner Lee. Lee, and it's just like, what is happening? I don't. I wonder where Tanner Lee's at right now. I, I, I have no clue. Look. I also remember like there was a video going into that draft year of Jerry Jones saying, "Oh, here comes a pick." Like they were watching. Yes, I don't know if there's a Senior Bowl or whatever because I think I don't he know played, what it he was. He played in the Reese's Senior Bowl. Yeah, and it was like or, or in the practices. Like, yeah, we're not he drafting this guy. He is a, a pick. free agent. Oh, let's go to his LinkedIn profile. This is where we go. <laughs> I, for, I forgot. Terrence has a LinkedIn profile. Okay, um, I found this before. Let's see. He. 
Hasn't posted in a while. Ah, oh, mm. What was his last? Uh, job? Wait, 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 wait. Just kidding. What was his last? Um, job? Learning and quality manager, uh, doing data analysis, business analysis uh, for Amazon. Wow. Well, good for him. Nice job, Tanner. But, yeah, I mean, football wasn't going to. What's Taylor wasn't going to be the answer, doing? probably. Taylor I, Martinez. Sure let's see. I, he created an app. He did. He had like app games. Ah, uh, typical California kid. Yeah, yeah. He, he created an app. Taylor okay. Martinez okay. Well, I looked did. that up. Guess what Taylor Martinez's middle name is? This is incredible. I don't remember. Todd. <laughs> Taylor oh, Todd. Taylor, Taylor Todd. Todd. Yeah. Okay. Taylor um. Todd. He's uh, again LinkedIn. God bless LinkedIn. Says he's in Austin, Texas. Oh. Um. Okay. I don't like that. I begin with at all. He hasn't put anything down, but his description just says build things. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play. And there's, a, there's a little. There's a little rocket. The I rocket like emoji, to, and like then the to, wizard emoji. I like to play <laughs> things and play, 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 and build. I like to play against road games. Remember that? <laughs> his uh, his LinkedIn uh, cover photo is Nadam oh, Sue, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, himself, <laughs> <laughs> and himself. That's Taylor's pretty, awesome. That's a pretty legendary picture. Um, I, I just remember the, the things like that. I, I definitely took for granted growing up watching Taylor Martinez play was just him tearing it up against like Western Kentucky and Louisiana Lafayette in the non-con because it always got overshadowed by like the three pick game against some big yeah. 10 school. Um, so I, I, I miss watching Taylor Martinez just run all over. Well, yeah, the pat, yeah. the throwing motion, throwing motion wasn't just, great, but he did he run all over oh, like the a Western, Kansas State like, game yeah, in Manhattan, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Kansas State in Manhattan, but like run all over like Louisiana Lafayette, and they win like fifty five <laughs> to three. Yeah. And it's just like, well, another Saturday here in Huskerland. You just Nebraska wins fifty five to three, and now you're you're huffing and puffing trying to beat North Texas last year or North Dakota, Dakota. Whoever yeah. played. and it's just like I, there was no genuine worry in Husker fans back in, in just that time with Taylor Martinez. Not, I mean, there's not a worry of <laughs> winning four or five games, well, but back no. then you were worried about getting over the, you know, the hump. I understand that, but I'm saying we go into this, like think like obviously McNeese state was like the last true where it's like, you're going in there thinking, ah, there's no chance McNeese state beats us. I was at that game. Yeah. Amir, Amir does yeah. the, the, unimaginable and, and puts Nebraska on his back for the thousandth time in his career. But then also <laughs> moment. like should have been like no, now like <laughs> we go into, like, we go into games uh, against Northern Illinois and it's like, man, e- Nebraska shouldn't lose to these guys, but it's also Nebraska or it's Nebraska going up against Georgia Southern last year. They shouldn't, they should not lose. This should not be, a, we say it every pregame show, Brock, this should not be a game by the end of the third quarter. And yeah. every single time in the last three or four years, it's been a game into the fourth quarter. Whether you're playing Northern Illinois, whether you're playing North Dakota, whether you're playing Georgia Southern. Well, and that's why, you know, kind of bring the, the conversation full circle again is like, I know, like, for a lot of Husker fans, it's just hard to imagine. Like, usually before the season, you can check off, well, here's a win, here's a loss. I'm just having a hard time doing that. Now, I, I understand when you look at the, you know, Colorado, Northwestern, they want to combine two games last year. Um, Louisiana Tech and Northern Illinois, both coming off three and nine seasons. So there should be, okay, you can, you can check some wins there, but it's just hard to do when you're, you're a four and eight team coming in with a new coach, complete new defense. You don't have a whole lot of all conference locked in players to go to. So again, I just I, I don't I, this season anything could happen. I'm not really sure, but I, I again I just say it. I think I would be most or least surprised 
by a three-win season this year than I would have any other season that I've lived watching Nebraska football. Let's look at it this way. Who's the better quarterback, junior Jeff Sims or freshman Adrian Martinez? Who's the better quarterback? Um, In terms, well, you're going to have to go off the potential for both of them, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because you know what Jeff Sims has done. But I think Husker fans are expecting him to be a better version of Jeff Sims here at Nebraska. So you're hoping on the potential of Jeff Sims. Better running back, Divina Zigbo as a senior or anyone on Nebraska's roster? Divine. Don't, yeah, well, Divine. Divine. Yeah. Be- better yeah, wide receiver, but, but, Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman, forget, or Kemp D- and Washington. Divine also started third on the depth chart that year. He did. So and, and that leaves you with Ramir Johnson as RB1 yeah. again? This year, well, if, I, if you seen, do the divine story, have you story? seen how big Gabe Irvin looks, Austin? <laughs> well, he's no, RB two. I mean, you guys, you guys want the perfect description of how Husker Nation is feeling. I went to, I had a, a doctor's appointment. That's why I was a little bit later today. I had an appointment, and in the waiting room, the doctor comes out and he's like, "Well, how do we think the season's going to go this year?" And I, I told him my prediction. I said, "You know, I think they're going to be around six, maybe seven wins. You know, but." I could see anything happening from four wins to, to eight be in the ceiling. And the there's like three guys in the waiting room, and they're all like, no, no, have you seen the recruiting class Matt Rule's bringing in? <laughs> have you seen what he's done? So I think there's genuine optimism, and, yes. and Nebraska fans are going to start getting themselves into this hole of, Nebraska might be really good this year. They might compete for the Big Ten West. Hey, there's nothing better than forget, some summer Kool-Aid. Don't forget. It's the last year of the Big Ten West. What's better than the team that hasn't has won almost the fewest amount of games in the Big Ten West in the last ten years winning the division? It would make sense as far as the division goes. All right, let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll come back, wrap up the ticket water cooler coming up next.